Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here out of the big town of Eastland, Texas. And I am joined today by none other than Blake Briscoe, our very own uh, CPA at our sister company, Briscoe and Associates. And he's out of another big town. Well, I guess you got us a little beat there, Stephenville, Texas. Um, but uh, we're certainly happy to have him on the show today. And we thought it would be a good time. 2022 tax season. Whew, it was a, a little rough. Um, I think for a lot of people, I still think we're having some COVID jet lag or something going on. And of course, there's been just a few changes out of Washington over this last decade. But nonetheless, um, we thought it'd be great to just do a show, ask, ask Blake, he was kind enough to come on and have a list of kind of the do's and don'ts that um, he kept seeing over and over again from 2022 tax season and things we've learned. So we've coined this, the 2022 tax season lessons learned. So Blake, are you there with us? I am. I am. Good to be with you today, Angela. And thank you for the introduction. And yes, let's talk about some of these goodies that we have here. Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, you guys have done such a great job. Uh, you've got, you're gearing up uh, with your enrolled agents and uh, looking for another CPA there in the firm and uh, so many good things going on. And I know your your big stance is, is being proactive, uh, not waiting until after the fact. So that's our hope. That's our gift today, um, having you on the show with Life Planning 101 for all of our clients, all of our listeners. So um, I'll just dig right in if it's okay. That'll work. Let's go for it. Okay. So if you don't issue a 1099, all right. So like, in other words, your business owner, you've got a, you, you know, you, you hire someone to come in and do some contract labor for you, or maybe you pay a company to maybe you pay an electrical company to come in and do electrical work on your building, for example, and you don't issue a 1099, there might not be a deduction. That is right. correct. So <laughs> how does that work? Well, I think that the first thing that people have to realize is that with the 1099 rules is that it's just simply really good practice to have a W-9 with you if you've got someone that's coming in to work with you to do any kind of a service work for you. And you don't know what kind of an entity that the person has. They may be a sole proprietor. They may be a corporation, you know, et cetera. But the W-9 is the form just like a W-4 is for an employee that tells the payer uh, what type of entity it is, gives them a name and uh, identification number, and uh, allows gives them the information they need in order to be able to issue a 1099 if needed. And I think that a lot of surprises come about in the 1099s, you know, and so that's kind of something that we really try to help our clients deal with and we talk to them about, because anytime you pay over $600 for a service, uh, in a business, then there is a possibility that you have a 1099 that needs to be issued. And I don't mean in a single instance, but over the entire year. If you pay someone over $600 in total, then you have a possibility of a 1099 that needs to be issued. And the W-9 gives you that information in order to do it. 
if you don't do that, uh, one, I guess it depends on your tax repair with whether they're willing to uh, pick that expense up. But the fact is, if you get audited and you do not have or have not issued 1099s, you will lose the deduction. Mm. So in other words, it's not deductible. It goes kind of back to that saying that if if your accountant has a, a loophole named after them, maybe you should stay yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a problem, yes. But yeah. it, and it really goes to the fact that it becomes a gift at that point. If you don't oh, wow. have it documented, then it becomes a gift. You basically gave the guy a gift and he's not going to pay tax on it and you don't get it as a deduction. Which, which so, is even worse, maybe for some business owners that are facing estate tax issues on top of everything else. Ooh. Very true. Very true. Very true. And it, yeah. a lot of, I think for us, what we see, uh, or one of the biggest areas I think that we see, because it's historically, it's one of the things that ranchers uh, just typically have not custom hired. Think about hay baling, um, you know, plowing the field for them, coming in building fence, whatever. And they never thought anything about that. It even goes to the guys that come out and day help and are working for you. And, you know, you work cattle four or five times a year, whatever it may be, and they work for you a couple of days each day and you pay them so much and lo and behold, you get to the end of the year and you hadn't really considered it and you paid them more than $600. So it, uh, it has a lot of, it has a lot of, uh, things that can happen unknown. Yeah. And you know, one of the biggest surprises to me as we were talking about this for the first time was um, it's not just an individual, right? If they have a partnership or a um, LLC, in other words, they're not incorporated. You need to send the 1099. Is that, that, is that correct? correct? Okay. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, that is very correct. Which is crazy because as I was looking through some expenses on a project we've been doing to see what we needed, you know, it's hard to tell if these people have, if they're incorporated or not. Sometimes you just don't know. You have to ask or just get that W-9 no matter. And that's probably the safest bet. It really is because you don't know from looking at people's names because, you know, they can call it whatever they want. And you can even form an LLC or a corporation and say it's doing business as such and such, you know, and they actually be incorporated, but you don't know it. Carry the W-9 around with you, you know, put it in your phone and you can just text it to them. You know, something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. And those yeah. those 1099s, they need to go out in January. Is that correct? They are due by January 31st to the individuals. You do have until February to send them into the government. We typically send them at the same time just to not even worry about it. But they are due by January 31st to the individuals, to the oh, wow. people that you paid. Okay. Very good. Good to know. All right. So Let's go to this next one and it kind of similarly. All right. So let's say that um, you don't pay that rancher doesn't pay for someone to come hay for him, but he buys the hay baler or the hay from the neighbor down the street. What kind of documentation do you have to have for that? Yeah, there we go. That's an interesting question, too. You have a situation where a lot of times, especially ranchers and, and it's not just them, it's other worlds, but things happen with cash and or even if it's with a check or you know i traded my my old you know gray mare for a, a hay baler or something to that nature you know you really need to get something 
from the person that you're buying it from, especially if it's cash, you need to get some sort of an invoice, uh, you know, a, a piece of paper, a nap, anything that they can write on and say, you know, this is my name on such and such, such and date. I bought, you know, this item and sign it and give it to the, you know, so that they have a document because if it's a cash, if it's a cash purchase and they bought a welder from their friend down the street and they paid him cash and they don't have any document for it. Again, I always try to look at things as if it was going to be audited. They're not going to allow that unless there's you know, supporting documentation to approve that. So this is some really good stuff, Blake. Um, I thank you so much for being on the show. I, I tell you what, we are just so honored to be partnered with you over at Briscoe and Associates and our firms working together to serve families and and doing things on a proactive basis. You brought up something, you know, earlier when we were just conversating about really tightening your belt because of uh, we, we've got a, a few IRS agents that are coming down the pipeline. And um, how important do you you really think that is, you know, to make sure that you're crossing those T's, dotting those I's like we've been talking about? I think it's really important. I really do. It's not necessarily that we've done anything wrong, but I think that as we were talking about, you know, over time, clients will, you know, maybe, oh, I missed that receipt or whatever else. But I you know, you really just need to be sure because I know that uh, IRS is saying, you know, they're ramping up. Of course, we know about the all the new agents and they've already hired 4,000 and mm-hmm. recently. And so it's going to, which I hope and I know that they are going to get things uh, caught up and up to date to where we can communicate with them again and we can get in touch with them and they're going to get the returns caught up that are processing. So that's going to be their first agenda, I believe. But after that, then they're going to start looking at an auditing. And uh, there's not any reason to not have everything that you need to be documented, to take care of your P's and Q's, you know, get everything firmed up, uh, like what we were talking about, and maybe even go back through and double check on stuff and be sure you've got your supporting documentation. And they just be ready to where if you did get audited, they come in, look, and they walk out the door and shake your hand and say, good job. And so yeah. that's really what what we're trying to look for. Yeah, we hope we don't get the audit in the first place, just not to have That's the right. hassle, right? But if you do, hey, good yeah. job's a great thing to hear from an IRS agent. That's right. I, you don't want them to begin with, and that is our first goal for and foremost. But uh, if they do happen, and they do uh, on occasion, and, and we know that they have said that that's going to happen, so we'll just wait and see. Just wait yeah. and see. Yeah, very good. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we still have more with Mr. Briscoe from Briscoe and Associates talking about the lessons learned from the 2022 tax season. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. We have with us today Blake Briscoe, CPA from Briscoe and Associates. And I tell you what, we're getting some really good stuff, learning what more so what not to do (laughs) or what to do, I suppose. Um, Lessons learned from the 2022 tax season. And, uh, you know, I always think about education in the way that Ben Franklin always said, investment and knowledge pays the best interest. Well, I don't know much better interest than paying as little taxes you got to pay. So better listen good. And if you missed the first part, make sure you go online, www.kennedy-financial.com. And you can 
sign up for weekly life lessons and our podcast, Life Planning 101, and make sure you catch the first part because it was good. So back to these seven questions. We are on number three. Uh, Blake, are meals and entertainment still deductible? I know there were some years in there, man, it was, it was just so gray. And uh, what do you need for that? What, what are you looking for that? Well, I think that you and I talked about earlier, I think that one, this is something that we could spend the entire podcast on. And so I, I think we'll just hit very quickly on it. Just know that entertainment for the most part is no longer deductible. There are instances where it can be. Uh, there are a set of different, I think there's nine different uh, options or uh, uh I can't think of the right word to say, but in other words, that the exemptions or allowances that they do have, meals are typically still deductible. And so uh, just be sure that you that you document well uh, and, and keep the documentation that you have on those. And then we'll, if your tax preparer can work with you on determining if those are deductible. Yeah. And I think, you know, key point, you said we could spend a whole show. We've got a, a nice little chart. It's going to gonna like, you know, incentivize you to get to our website, Briscoe and Associates or Kennedy Financial Services, and make sure that you pull this up because it's a it's a great little chart on just kind of an overview, but it doesn't cover those exemptions, like you said, Blake. So um, right. obviously there's more to come on that, but I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people still think the old rules apply. They don't. So that's right. That's right. Uh, what about your vehicle? Well, the vehicle expenses, what we've, this is kind of one of those things that we're telling people to really be sure that you've got it firmed up. And like we talked about earlier about getting yourself ready. I mean, if, you know, just kind of getting all your ducks in a row because, you know, you do have to have, if you, for instance, if you're audited and they ask for the auto expense documentation, they do allow you to reconstruct a log. Um, but it's just like anything. If it gets too many days in the past, we really can't remember. Uh, so we tell, <laughs> you know, we it, it's just one of those things. If you take care of it now, uh, and you have to have that supporting documentation, that all expense documentation, in order to take whatever deductions you're taking on the vehicle, it's just required. So if you don't have it, you lose the deduction. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's some work out of your, your own time, but you need to be doing which, which brings up the point. Okay. So here we are. It's November, 2022. We're about to close out a tax year. Is there still time to, you know, even go back and do things or get your planning in order before the end of the year? Very definitely. And that's one of the things that we do. And I know that y'all do as well, uh, in working with our clients is we're very proactive in working with them and trying to get uh, work with them on their tax planning to come up with good numbers, things to look for, uh, and see where they stand before we get to the end of the year so that if they need to make some decisions for tax purchases, equipment, you know, whatever it may be, that they have those options before the end of the year because on January 1st, it pretty much stops. Yeah. And especially with those 1099s, you better be ready. To That's, right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So very good. Well, uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back on Life Planning 101, we still have two questions for Mr. Briscoe about the do's and don'ts uh, learned from 2022 as you go into 2023.
Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services, joined today by Blake Briscoe CPA over at Briscoe & Associates, um, a sister firm to Kennedy Financial Services. Obviously, we are completely separate, two separate entities, but I know uh, many of the families that we serve together have enjoyed the fact that we are serving them together. We are collaborating. So uh, we truly appreciate and uh, treasure this relationship with you guys. And um, it's great to have you on the show today, just to, to be able to educate and uh, get some information out there for people. Um, I know a lot of, you know, I remember Jay Leno, his his famous line was, if you're worried about an IRS audit, you avoid what's called a red flag. And the only thing that's the biggest red flag is having some money left in your bank account after you pay your taxes. So, but, <laughs> but that, that's not necessarily true, but we yeah. have, we have a lot of red flags we've been walk, working through today. And uh, let's switch gears though, for a second, let's talk about 2023. Um, what are some positive changes that are coming out? Yeah, thank you, Angel. What we've got too is uh, we've had some new increases in IRA limits and some other uh, contribution limits that you can make to, to use as tax planning models or for the, the new year in 23 that are coming up. So be sure and check with your tax preparer on those. And those are things that you know, you'll be able to utilize and in, in lowering your taxes. So those are good. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, you know, on that note, Blake, we we did a show a couple of weeks ago talking about these cola increases with Social Security, and no one's really seen the impact um, yet. But those those haven't changed, like the limits before you get more taxable. Um, so it's it's interesting that you've seen some of these adjust upwards for the for the good of the taxpayer, but that's not one of them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very, Very good. Very yeah. But uh, but inflation has helped in the corner of being able to put back more money for your future. And obviously, we're always more of a proponent for that because we're trying to encourage people to live life on purpose and not there wait, not, not wait too long. Right. Uh, time like value that. money is a powerful thing. That's exactly right. Like so, um, and OK, so so last question. What do we need to be watching out for in 2023? Well, I think that for one of the things that we're having to watch for plannings in 23 is that the additional bonus depreciation reduction is is reducing by 20% in in 2023. Uh, That's per code. That's what's happening to it. It's going to reduce again in in the future years. Uh, You know, we've enjoyed 100% write off on assets. And not saying that you can't still take those. It's a little bit too long of a discussion to go into that. But additional bonus depreciation was something they gave to us where we were able to write off 100% of the asset basically without any kind of limitations. Uh, Section 179 can have uh, some limitations to it based on your earned income. The additional bonus depreciation does not. And that's being reduced by 20% in 23. So you're only going to be able to write off 80% as you plan in 23 going forward. Yeah. Uh, so if happen. I understand you correctly, don't wait to the last hour in 2023 to be doing something about your tax. That's bill. exactly right. Be a little more proactive with it. You know, reach out to your tax guy and let's look at, you know, let them look at the things of what you've got because that 20% could definitely affect you. Definitely could. Absolutely. And, you know, I I really think, uh, you know, thinking beyond that, you know, you got the IRS agents coming in, you got 2023, you got IRS agents coming in, then we have 2026 right around the corner. And there is so much that's set to sunset and change with our tax code. 
that, you know, we've been living in luxury the last several years, so to speak with, with our tax rates. And so I I think it's just huge to be planning years in advance and and making sure that you're, you're doing a a good job with your accountant and, and you're not working just on a don't ask, don't tell basis. You know, they really understand what you're trying to accomplish over the long term because um, you could save money today, but it may be hurting you over the long haul. That's very true. Yeah. For the most part, all we're doing is deferring taxes. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was on the phone with a business owner yesterday and talking to him about they were going to buy this equipment. I said, well, do you need it? And he said, well, no. And I said, well, do you want to buy it? He said, no. I said, well, then why are you buying it? And he said, because I need to save taxes. I said, well, if I run those numbers out, it's your tax rate. It's not going to be profitable over the long term. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. yeah. So that's, but every person is different. We we deal with them according to their, their needs and everything else. But I think you hit on a key point that we might want to have a, another podcast on is the, the 26th. What's going to happen in 26th? Because there's a lot of things they're going to definitely affect us. They surely are. Absolutely. And the earlier you start planning for it, the better. So Blake, thank you so much for being on the show. Truly appreciate you. You're very um, welcome. Thank you for having me, Angela. Absolutely. I'll leave you with this. Malcolm X said, education is the passport to the future. For tomorrow belongs to the people who f- prepare for it today. So be prepared. You've got the resources. You know where to find us www.kennedy-financial.com, www.briscoeandassociates.com. My name is Angela Robinson. God bless you. Have a great week and be sure to join us next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.